Hey there, super friends. This is Don. Brothers. It is Brothers like four o'clock. Claire has just arrived and is going batshit crazy in the ED because there's nothing to do. So we're going to do an impromptu ambush medical minute. Okay. So, Suzanne, tell me about where the field of dermatology came from. What disease process? She whispers, I don't know. Claire Bear? What is it when people's noses used to fall off? It's in the Bible. Leprosy. Leprosy. Leprosy is a good guess, really good guess. But it's an another type of disease that actually gives you derma dermatologic manifestations. And it's actually syphilis. Mm. Yeah, so syph syphilology. But you can actually get a nose that caves in from syphilis. That's called Hutchinson's sign. So it was a really good guess when you said leprosy. Okay. So syphilis. Syphilis is one of the most fascinating diseases there is in medicine because it's called the great imitator. It could literally give you dozens and dozens of different processes. Okay? So syphilis comes in three stages, right? You can have primary, secondary, and tertiary syphilis. Do you guys know what primary syphilis looks like? There's a lesion, and the, that lesion is called a canker, okay? Kind of like a canker sore, except not like a canker sore. This is painless, right? So after someone gets syphilis, usually from sex, they'll get this painless ulcerative lesion. Now, in men, they usually recognize it because it's on the outside, but in females, oftentimes that canker will be internal, so it won't be actually noticed by the patient, okay? So after you get syphilis, you get this canker, and then a few weeks later, you actually get secondary syphilis. And what does that look like? No? So second, yeah, can, you can make you a little sick. You can get a little flu-like symptoms, but it usually breaks you out in a rash. And this rash is really fascinating because it's often diffuse, and it often involves the hands and the soles of the feet. And there's only a few things that kind of do that for you. Okay. Besides that, this rash can mimic pretty much anything but vesicles. So people can get pustular syphilis. People can get syphilis that basically looks like macules everywhere. So if you have really a weird-looking rash, sometimes we'll send off a syphilis test. So afterwards, that rash usually goes away on its own, right? And syphilis, which is a specific type of bacterium called a spirochete, kind of lays latent in your body for years and years. And in those years, it kind of disseminates throughout all your organs. So head to toe, you can get something from syphilis, okay? So a lot of people get what's called neurosyphilis, okay? Do you know some people have been theorized to have neurosyphilis? Van Gogh. Van Gogh, yep, Van Gogh, exactly. Some people theorize that Hitler had neurosyphilis. Uh, there's a lot of really famous philosophers, etc., who were just badasses, so they got a lot of tail back in the day. And... <laughs> And, uh, and they thought, hey, these guys probably got syphilis and got sick from it, okay? There's all types of references. Like, there's references like, beware of dancing with a dame with a bouncing head. You know what that means? No? So there's a specific sign when syphilis affects the heart and gives you a proximal aortic aneurysm. And it gives you bad aortic regurgitation. And it's called the demuse sign where people, every time their basically heart beats, they get such a large stroke volume up and down that their heads kind of persistently bounce, okay? Another one with really severe aortic regurgitation, you can actually shake your hands and you feel their pulse 
or you can look at their fingernails and you, it's called quinky sign where you see the fingernails blush and blanch every time their heart beats so something called syphilis affects the heart and it often will cause an aortic aneurysm okay uh, that's really proximal like a thoracic aortic aneurysm uh, syphilis can affect the liver and give you hepatitis and then syphilis can affect the skin and give you what are called goombas which are kind of these weird looking uh they almost look like uh you know hyperpigmented rubbery type of type of lesions that are on people's skins okay now how do we treat syphilis Penicillin, great. And penicillin really is the best drug for syphilis. And really, the longer, the, the more you advance in types of syphilis, the longer you have to give penicillin for. So if someone comes into the ER and has this weird-looking lesion, a canker, uh, on their junk, all you have to do is give an IM dose of syphilis. I love your words. <laughs> <laughs> if someone comes in and they've got secondary syphilis, then we actually treat, have to treat them for a few weeks. And then if someone has neurosyphilis, et cetera, you actually have to treat them for longer, and usually that involves an infectious disease doctor. That's not reversible, though, is it? So neurosyphilis oftentimes is not. So usually when, when they, people develop neurosyphilis, it's one of the causes of psychosis and dementia that's really not, not that treatable. But we treat it anyways, so they don't get worse, I guess. <laughs> okay. So if you're allergic to penicillin, you can use some things like ceftriaxone. But if you actually have neurosyphilis or one of those more advanced causes of syphilis, we actually desensitize you. So we actually will treat you with uh, small doses of escalating penicillin so that your body develops what's called energy. And energy is when your body decides, you know what, I'm not going to get pissed off when I see penicillin. And you actually uh, basically become inert to it. You're no longer allergic. So that's usually done in consult with an immunologist, okay? Syphilis is fortunately a lot more rare, especially since the discovery of penicillin, right? So it's definitely a disease that is impressive and really interesting historically. It's still on the list of zebra diagnoses when you have someone with a really interesting rash or a new onset dementia or a psychosis or, you know, liver disease, etc. Uh, but fortunately, we see it a lot less. Um, it still is pretty prevalent, especially in some parts of the country. Uh, those parts of the country being Baltimore has a huge population of uh, people with syphilis. And then Louisiana. I think that's Louisiana's the state. Okay, yes. <laughs> Kim speaks wisdom. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful with uh, partying too hard or too promiscuously in those states. Okay. No, okay, so Kim just asked, if you get syphilis on your junk, does it go away? And the answer is yes. So that canker heals itself. So that's why, uh, that's why people oftentimes who have syphilis and are able to pass it on uh, will, uh, will basically not have any symptoms of it. That canker, by the way, if you ever see a canker, I'm sure all of you wear gloves uh, while you examine patients, but this is really important because that canker is full of spirochetes, and there have been cases where people have touched a canker without gloves, and they've gotten syphilis from that. Okay. Okay, so wear your gloves. Any other questions about syphilis? The great imitator? The root of dermatology. Okay. No idea when, when it, a long, long time ago. Okay. 
Thank you for impromptu medical minute. Goodbye. <laughs>